happy to various <laughs> events. Coach, uh, I, hey, man, you lived uh, life to the fullest like you always seem to do, but it sounds like you were even impressed with those fireworks that were shot downtown, and you've been to a place or two in your life. Well, I have. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, it really was. It was just like the draft, except, you know, you know Brad Paisley was on stage instead of Roger Goodell. You know, and then uh, Mickey, you're you're a guitar player. Joe Bonamasso. I mean, I'm sure you're pretty you're you're pretty familiar with that dude. I mean, he he was up there just just ripping that thing up. Anyway, it was quite an event. I Butch Spearden and those people they put on an event. Now I'm just telling you, I went to two separate uh, events on two different rooftops downtown there, and it was very very impressive. A lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. This town knows how to do it for sure. Um, do they ever? Well, and there's another event coming up. We didn't get a chance to ask you about that this uh, last week. The Predators are going to play a game in Nissan Stadium as part of this upcoming season. That's going to be amazing, too. I mean, Nashville just keeps coming up with cool stuff for all of us to go do. I mean, Nashville knows how to do it. And, you know, ever since I've gotten back here, I've been Nashville's guest. I get invited to everything, and it is just, it's fabulous. It really is. That, that, it was just, it was deja vu from the draft down there, just except, you know, they were shooting fireworks instead of drafting players, but the number of people, I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Coach Dave McGinnis joins us talking all things Titans and 4th of July more. You got a question for him. You can jump on the line 615-737-1045. He is brought to you by, he mentioned Randy Wilmore and the great people at Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you need great health care coverage and affordable price, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They have got you covered. Well, Coach, uh, naturally, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals versus the Phoenix Suns. How happy are you? I know you you kind of have a home there and a special place in your heart being the head coach there. Uh, you know, so uh, how happy or excited some of your friends that live down there in Arizona uh, that they have uh, made it to the finals. And hopefully they can. I'm cheering for CB3, so I want them to kind of win it uh I think the Greek freak's got a lot more left in the tank, so I want to see CP3 and, and the Suns get one. The Suns, you know, when I was there, of course, Jerry Colangelo, you know, was still was still running the Suns when I was there, so it was a big deal. He had built that up, and, uh, you know, I had friends that had, of course, season tickets in the suites there. It, it was outstanding. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you one of the best things about the Suns, other than they were a good team, they're a good team now, but one of the most fun things about going to the Suns games was the Phoenix Gorilla. That dude, yeah. that dude that dresses in the Gorilla outfit – that was a gymnast at Arizona State, the Ooh. stuff that he would do out there. I mean, this guy was a legitimate, you know, gymnast. Yeah, I mean, no, he, no. He, he, he do stuff. Yeah. I've he seen him. Do stuff in him. a gorilla costume yeah. that most humans can't do naked. I mean, it was un, <laughs> it was unbelievable the things that he would do. But, and they, they, uh, they, when they first came in, especially when Jerry Colangelo got a hold of it, they did a great job of marketing. They really did to their fan base. And so, yeah, I'm a, I was a Suns fan just because it was fun to be there. Yeah, I had to go to see that, uh, you know, the, the mascot there, the gorilla. When did I was you see like, him? Yeah, I saw him. Uh, yeah, we went to the Grand Canyon, me and my family. So I wanted to go to a Suns game while we there were there. There you go. Out. Yeah, and so we checked it out just to see him a, a little bit. So that, that was kind of cool, too. At the time, uh, I think uh, Brandon Wright was, uh, you know, playing for him. So now Yes. Yeah. Am I wrong, though, Blaine? That dude's pretty impressive for a mascot, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, he really impressive. He makes you be uh, you know, trying to be a gymnast there for the Olympic team. That's how impressive he was to be That's exactly what he was. It was it was pretty cool. No doubt, no doubt. Now this is the time for coaches and vacation. 
But what would you be doing as a coach right now with this time in the National Football League as a coach? Are you still in the film room, still trying to figure it out? Because it's hard for those coaches to let go. At some point in time, they still go in there and sit there for an hour or two and say, hey, let me check out something. I got something on my mind, whether it's be their team, a player, upcoming player, free agent. It's just always roller coastering around back to football. What would you be doing at this time? No, no, no. You know, I would, I would be down in Texas because I normally, I normally wherever I was coaching, I went back home to Texas and then would either go, either go down to Big Bend National Park or go to the coast, you know, Padre Island. I'd do something to get away okay. uh, always because you've got to get away a little bit. Now, you're never – you're right, Blaine. You're never too far disconnected from it, right. especially if you're a head coach because, I mean, you just got to stay in touch. And what you, what you do is you just you, – you don't worry, but you just – you're, you just want everybody to come back healthy. I mean, that's what you want. You don't want anything untowards or off schedule to happen to any of your players, you know, uh, during this time. Because once you get back, you know, what you want to do is have everybody as healthy as they can going into training camp. And then, of course, clearly during the season, your main job is to keep everybody healthy to get them to the ball game. But this time of year, you now I will say this, Blaine, and, and you make a good point, is that after the 4th of July – you can kind of feel it moving towards training camp. Uh-huh. I mean, you know that you you're a player. Although you know when you leave camp, it feels like you've got for uh, forever after mini camp. Mm-hmm. You look at the calendar and say, "Wow, I've got so much time to do this, this, and this." After the Fourth of July, all of a sudden it starts moving pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. My engine get revving, and I'd say I'm gonna go on vacation, and my mind still thinking about football. I'm in the and they're running on treadmills and running in sand. Oh, I was like, dang, are we on vacation or are you still training? Yeah, I'm still training, but I'm on vacation. <laughs> but, uh, that's still, I mean, and, and especially, you know, for, you know, you know, for players, and you know, I mean, you, you have to, you, because you come into trade, you come into off season and you work yourself up to really good physical conditioning and strength wise, because you're never going to gain any strength during the season. You're going to maintain what you've built up during the off season. So building that base, I mean, I'm not, I know I'm talking to somebody that knew how to do it. Building that base for the season is really important. No question about it. Now, do you as a coach, you know, sit back and, you know, you reflect on your, your team and what you've, uh, uh, you know, accumulated over the off season as players and say, okay, what can we do different? How can we tweak? Do you sit back and say, well, we have the King. So we're always going to run the football. We got a good quarterback, got Tanny time. Maybe I should give, you know, uh, ease up uh, the load on, uh, on Henry. Maybe I give him the ball a little differently, maybe in, in space or do I let, you know, Darrington Evans come in and give him a snap or two just to kind of, you know, pace him a little bit. We're going to be on a nice little run. Do you ever think like that where, you, you may kind of consciously think it is still hard to do, but do you think about other ways you can kind of win games besides we're going to run down your throat and we're going to you just submit to our will and our physicality because we all know every game is won differently. Yeah, and, and that all starts as soon as the last season was over with. You know, you start looking because, first of all, your team's going to change and you've got to look at and you got to look at who you've got coming back and then how all those new pieces have to fit together. The other thing you look at your opponents because you know when you play your opponents uh, where you play them at what point, you know, that makes a difference too. So you're absolutely look if you're not you know this from playing Blaine and this is for our listeners, the National Football League evolves during the season also. I mean the just the things that you do in the first quarter of the season you're going to have to change and do some things a little differently or approach it differently or at least layer it up 
and, and make it look different because everybody's got film. And once you get film and get zeroed in on things as a, you know, as a coach and as, as players, you, you know what's going on. And, and so you've got to be able to, to come up with, with a little bit of, uh, of things every week you know, to add on. You never get away from your base. But, and a lot of it depends on, as I said, who and when you're playing your opponents. That's really important. That was always important to me. I always looked at the first three games of the season you know, to, to, to see because you wanted to get started off really well. But at the same time, you looked at those three, and then you also looked at what was coming after them and then where your, your division game started falling in. All of that stuff plays into it, but you can never stay static in the National Football League. If you stay static in the National Football League, you know, then you're going you're gonna to be behind because things move really fast, even during the season. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. And I, I guess one more for me, and that is, uh, man, I'm getting a little nervous, Coach. And I wonder how you think, if you were in this situation, you don't have a proven kicker on your roster. When I say proven, that means in a game. A lot of NFL games, coaches, you know, are won by three points or less because it's that close. Man, how nervous are you if going into a season if you have, like, two young up-and-coming kickers? But man, I know I'm going to have to win some games based off this guy's foot. Man, do I want to trust a young kicker or do I want a veteran kicker? How, what is your mindset in, in a situation like that? Well, I mean, I think- you got a punch list. A kick I, better yeah, kick that, that, that's on the punch list, but I think it depends on, you know, who you had available to you and what, I mean, I've, I've had that. I mean, when we went to the Rams, we, we took uh, Johnny Hecker was a undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. you know, rookie punter. And then Greg, the leg was a rookie kicker and we started them both and they both mm-hmm. went to the pro bowl. So here's what, here's what you do. Once you get a chance, you put them out there and see what they can do. And here's the other thing, you know, this Blaine, Mickey knows this, when you're, you're kicking situation, you need a stable kicking situation. You mm-hmm. very much do. Right now, the Titans have a very stable kicking situation in their snapper and their punter. They still don't know for sure what they have with the place kicker. But you've got the, you've got the training camp and the preseason to get through it and, and look at it and see. And then you know as well as I do, too, if things don't work out like that, these, these kickers, they, they live in a different orbit. these place kickers they're like a professional golf circuit those guys just like move around (laughs) different courses i mean they really do and so yeah i I was i mean i thought you know the 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 kicking aspect of it we're talking about place kicking here because our punter is you know is one of the best in the league a long snapper is you know is, is a is a really good one so but you 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 put them out there you you make your decision during camp let, it, let them have a competition during camp. If you like what it is, you go with it. If you don't like what it is, it's always something that you can. And because I say, anybody that's a kicker by trade in the National Football League, believe me, believe me, they are just like golfers. They're always out there on the practice tee waiting for somebody to call them to, for a job. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're on with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, you were talking about guys using this time to build themselves up because during the season, you're literally just trying to maintain what yes, you built up. And I've enjoyed watching all the Derrick Henry torturing himself videos. But you know what it reminded me of as a kid? Now, there was no TikTok or no Twitter or anything like that. But the networks would go and do stories on Walter Payton, and you would see him running hills and all the things that he did. The way Derrick Henry preps 
reminds me of a kid of the things I saw about Walter Payton, where nobody was going to work harder than him. No, Walter, 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 and Jerry Rice was the two they used to feature, you know, on the hills. I've I've been right. to Walter's house, seen that hill. No, you know, know exactly where it was to work out. So, but you're right. I mean, that now you know they can all post their own pictures. But look, even guys that didn't post their pictures and their videos, they were working out. I right. promise. I mean, I promise you, Blaine Bishop was working out. I mean, I, I tell you, uh, let me tell you a real quick story. We went to training camp one year with that great Bears team that I was with. You know, I had the, the, those those uh, Pro Bowl linebackers and Hall of Famers, and you know, Mike Singletary and Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall. Well, you know, they they always used to do they always used to do you know big profiles on Singletary's off season, the work he did, and Peyton's off season, and you know, of course, and Otis Wilson was a great player. But he was also a dude that, you know, I mean, he would tell you real quick, nobody works harder than the big O. Well, you know, they didn't do they didn't do any any features on him. But so we had to practice one time in, in uh, up there in Platteville and with two days with pads on humidity, about 90 percent. I mean, and we were, and Mike Dicker would run his team at the second practice, 10 100s every second practice after practice. And so after, you know, guys were just laid out. We had a fire hose out, hosing the fridge down. I mean, it was seriously. And so we go to the, we go to team meeting and, and we, we take, we take role. That was back in the day we used to take role. And we, and Steve Kazar, our special teams coach was taking role. And he called out Singletary, Singletary. And Singletary was always the first one in the meeting. Well, he wasn't at his, wasn't at his desk, wasn't at his desk. And well, Singletary was back in the dining hall laying on a table with uh, IVs with coat hangers going through him because he was completely dehydrated. And Otis Wilson sitting in the back of the room goes, she, he walked up to the front of the room, tipped Singletary's chair over and went big old got a program too. And he's still standing. (laughs) Big old. I I, I love it. Bears memories with Coach Mack, man. That's some of the best stuff. All right, let me ask you about this. The Titans are going to have a battle for this backup quarterback job. Obviously, Deshaun Kaiser is going to be in the mix there. He's a player that has come out fairly recently. We all know about Logan Woodside because he's been here. We haven't seen much of him in a regular season, Coach, but he's been covered and profiled, and we've all gotten to talk to him. What do you remember about Deshaun Kaiser when you vetted him coming out? An athlete. He's really, he's, 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 he's really, he's really, a, he's really a good athlete. He's a good athlete. He's got a, he's got a strong arm. You know, his, 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 what he was asked to do, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot of, of progression reading, you know, coming out, but he was an athlete. And, and I'm looking forward to just watching it, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, the chance to get, and a lot of times quarterbacks uh, at that position, they kind of bounce around the league if they don't, you know, immediately stick where they originally are. And sometimes they can find their niche in the right place at the right time. But I, I'm, I'm interested in watching him in this preseason. It's going to be a big preseason for him because he's entering kind of that time of his career where it's either time to, you know, get established, you know, as either a quality backup or a guy that can push for something or going to have to move on. So I, I'm looking forward to watching him uh, uh, during this training camp. Yeah, a lot at stake for him and a big opportunity for him here. Absolutely. Coach Mack joining Blaine and Mickey here on 104.5 The Zone for his weekly visit. Well, Coach Mack, I only have one more for you, and that is uh, with a lot of guys uh, coming off of injury, uh, you know, which guys are you kind of paying attention to uh, to see, uh, you know, hey, how are they doing? And when they get out there in the mix, you know, there's a nice little list there that, 
haven't been practicing yet. And they still may be, you know, practicing uh, every other day or something like that. But who are you looking forward to, to seeing out there? Well, the, 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 the first two vets, I mean, of course, clearly Taylor Lewan, you know, looking at him and the Bud Dupree. I don't know whether those guys will be there from day one and they really don't probably need to be. They need to be there when they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the worst thing and they won't they won't. They're too veteran enough. And then Caleb Farley, you know, you, you want to see see where he is. But the most important thing and you can speak to this, Blaine, is is if, if you are coming back off, off, of, off of off season surgery and you're post-op and you're in your rehab, you want to be sure you are at that point where once you get out there on the field, you can start to do the things that you need to do, because the worst thing that you can do is come back too early. And then, and then have to restart again, not at the, not at the beginning, but have to restart again, you know, maybe to get back up to speed. So I'm looking forward to seeing when those guys get out there, but I'm not, I'm not jumping and, and all anxious, you know, saying if they're not out there for the first day of training camp, that it's right. all, woe is me. I want them to be right when they get out there. Take us through a conversation. Now that you've said that, that you have with players they're all competitive and they want to be on the football field, especially when you're talking about veterans. It's kind of hard to tame them. You know, it's like having a dog on a chain and you're trying to hold them back from going after somebody, you know, and, and uh, even if it's just to sniff them. Uh, how, how do you have those kind of conversations as competitors to make sure uh, that, you know, that they're fully healthy or, you know, healthy enough where they're not hurting themselves if they get back just on a practice field for training camp, because everybody's biting at the bit and everybody's worried about, Hey man, ain't nobody taking to my position. I'm I've earned this and I work my butt off to get here and I'm not giving it up. So how, how do those conversations go? Well, that's so true. And I'm glad, I, and of course, I've got a story. Coach Mack always has a story. Yeah. If you're going to ask me a question, you know, when I drafted Kyle Van and buys in the second round, you know, he, he blew his ACL his his rookie year. Okay. And so worked hard to get back, you know, worked really, really hard, really, really hard to get back, you know, uh, from, from that, from that ACL. And, and, and he was wanting to go, you know, as soon as, as soon as training camp started. And I sat him down across from me, you know, and I, and I, you know, just, and he was looking at me. I mean, he didn't have those red contacts at that time. <laughs> those could, scary ones. He could still look at you across the desk. Like he wanted to choke you, you know, and, and he was just sitting there staring at me and he said, coach, I'm ready to go. And I said, no, you're not. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, it's not time yet. I'm not putting you out there. We're, you know, you're still going to be rehabbing. I'll put you out there through some walkthroughs. Put, he, he, he just, he stared a hole in me. <laughs> I bet he did. You understand. You understand this is my livelihood. And I said, more than you do. He said, no, you don't. I said, Kyle, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I thought I, thought I was going to have to get security in my office. Because <laughs> <laughs> One day. He, he was looking at you that serious. You got a little nervous. Oh, I mean, he, he never knew that you were nervous, though. I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> he had that look. I mean, he was just looking straight through me like if he could have shot fire out of his eyes, he would have set the head on fire. And, and I, so I finally had to tell him, I said, Kyle, it's my job to protect you from yourself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the, when, my the medical people tell me, and you know, I can see, and he's, they don't know, they don't know my body like I do. And I said, you're a hundred percent right. But I'm going to tell you this, I'm the head coach and I'm telling you, I'm not practicing you right now. And he just, he looked at me, he stared at me. He had to look at me for a straight minute without saying a word, just nodded his head and walked out. I still didn't know if he was going to be waiting outside the door when I came out. You got to do that. You have to do that. Yeah. There it is, Coach Mac. That's the Mac attack. I love Coach Mac stories. Man, that's the best. We just need to go all stories next week, Coach. So, so think up a few. Just think. Up, let's let's just man. Let's just go all stories. 
till we get back to camp, maybe because the stories are the best. Big O kick and a chair and an IV out from under Mike Singletary. Yeah. Kyle Vandenbush, Kyle Vandenbush burning down the room with his eyes. This was fantastic stuff. That's why people tune in to hear the Mac attack right here. Well, I mean, we can't plan anything. They're better when they're organic because I yes. tell you what, they happen. They happened organically. But all I got to have is somebody ask a question. It triggers a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, thanks, man. It's the best. Uh, we love this time every week. Thank you so much. We'll see you again same time next week. See you, guys. That was a lot of fun. See you, guys. Thank you. No doubt the Mac attack from Coach Mac. Blaine threw out this question earlier to all you Nashville natives. Have you had enough? And some people have answered this on Twitter, including a real answer, real interesting answer from our friend Vols to the Wall. So we keep saying, bring a NASCAR race, bring the World Cup, bring the draft. Some of y'all don't like that. You don't like the noise, the traffic, anything. <laughs> Read you a couple of those responses. And also, you can call in. And if you're a national native and you've just had enough, 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey.